Hello, this is Louise Sorrell. I'm talking to TV Confidential. And you should tune in because they're really wonderful. Show for you tonight. And now, from England, have might say you're gonna love them to death. Spinal Tap! Get Robertson along Chuck Harder, welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Very, very happy to welcome Emmy Award winning and other award winning actor, author, director, comedian, musician, political satirist, multimedia artist, radio personality, and voice artist extraordinaire, Harry Shearer. If you watch The Simpsons, you know Harry is the voice of Mr. Burns, Ned Flanders, Smithers, and many, many other characters. If you're a fan of Spinal Tap, you know Harry as bass player Derek Small, a character that Harry has played both in the movie and in The Simpsons, as well as performed live in many, many venues around the world. Harry Shearer, also a skilled impressionist, there's not enough time to list the broad range of actors, politicians, newscasters, and personalities whose voices Harry has mimicked over the years, although that list does include Ronald Reagan, Tom Brokaw, Carl Sagan, Richard Nixon, Rod Serling, and Vin Scully. Harry Shearer, also an accomplished radio broadcaster. He is host and anchor of Les Show. Les Show, a weekly hour-long romp through the worlds of media, politics, advertising, sports, and show business, peppered with an eclectic mix of music selections that range from Dr. John to Chuck Berry to Ella Fitzgerald to the Knickerbockers, December 2021. In fact, the weekend of Friday, December 3rd, marks the 38th anniversary of the premiere of Lay Show. We'll tell you where you can find Lay Show in just a second. Harry Shearer, welcome to TV Confidential. Uh, you have a, a, a deep capacity for saying a lot of stuff on one breath. Well... I get a hard time for, for my introductions, but I like to cre create as complete a picture oh, that's great. of the yeah. guest as possible so that we can focus on what we want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, and, and, and happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you. Harry recently resumed production of Lay Show after a hiatus of a few weeks. He is joining us today from New Orleans. You have a long history with the city of New Orleans. You moved there some years ago. Your flagship station, I believe, is located there, and you made two documentaries about the about the city. I made uh, one, uh, which was came out in 2010, which uh, explored the reasons why the city flooded in 2005, an event which most people refer to as Katrina, mm -hmm. but which a lot of people in New Orleans refer to as the federal flood <laughs> yeah. to give you some idea of what the, the plot is but it's it's based on the uh, investigative results of two uh, of teams at two different universities lsu and the university of california berkeley and it's kind of a sad story because guess what people who tell the truth get punished that never happens no <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the story of that film anyway yes i love this city i'm speaking to you from it now it is uh, a unique place on all the earth, and uh, it's it's a, a place which has a, a distinctly unique view of life and, and living. When did you first discover New Orleans? 1988. I was making I was I was making I was acting in a movie in Seattle, I believe, and uh, friends from L.A. said, "Well, we're going down. We have tickets to the." Uh, jazz festival they called it you want to join us and i thought well i've always sort of hankered on going to new orleans i have nothing to do in seattle this weekend uh what the hell and uh that was 
that weekend was my introduction to the city. I was here for about, uh, I don't know, 46 hours and uh, <laughs> fell in like with the, with the festival and in love with the city. Harry Shearer is on the line with us. Harry is the host of Les Show. Les Show, a heady mix of biting satire, probing interviews, comedy sketches, and a wide range of music selections. Les Show is heard every week on NPR stations and other public radio stations throughout the U.S. and around the world. It is also available for listening on demand at harryshearer.com and anywhere else you find podcasts. Considering Everything that you've done before and everything that you continue to do now, you have never miss, missed a week of production of Les Show in the 38 years you've, you've been doing it. What first led you to do Les Show? Well, I did miss it one week. I think uh, Michael McCann sat in for me. Uh, I had a little little health thing, and he was kind enough to sit in and, t- and said at the end, never again. <laughs> uh, but aside from that, no, I... I I grew up on radio. Uh, I grew up working with Jack Benny first on his radio show and mm-hmm. then on his television show. And um, I always liked, and I, I was fans of uh, a fan of uh, a comedy team called Bob and Ray mm-hmm. that, that had their oh, yeah. main career on radio. Although they were had a hit Broadway show and were always on uh, late night shows. I think especially the Tonight Show. No, uh, anyway. Uh, so radio was very natural to me. I, I felt at home, and it's so relatively easy to do something on radio as opposed you get a sketch, you want to do this sketch, it's a topical sketch, so it's got to be done this week. No big deal on radio and television. Oh, God, it's like this week, we, well, we have to build a set and truck it in and all that. Um, so the ease of it has always appealed to me, and the fact that the way I do it, uh, it can be really almost literally a one-man show. I mean, there are some people doing a couple of things behind the scenes, but in terms of what I do on the air, that's all me. Uh, and so I don't have to have meetings beforehand or afterwards. Yes. No notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that makes it easy to do while doing other things. This is assuming that I do other things from time to time. Um, I always do, but I mean, you, you know. You certainly always do. Harry Shearer on the line with us. Harry Shearer hosted Lay Show. Lay Show heard every week on public radio stations throughout the U.S. and around the world. Available for listening on demand. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, HarryShearer.com, anywhere else you find podcasts. What I like about Lay Show is, is it's all you. Mm-hmm. Um, there are no drops uh, for people who don't know the term. Drops is a radio term where a producer will drop in sound effects or, or sound bites to punctuate the punchline. You don't do that. I mean, you rely on your you, you rely on the audience's ability to get the joke. And nine nine out of ten things that you do, they don't need any sweetening because they're funny in and of themselves. Thank you. Well, I mean, it's it's. Uh... I do produce a, a piece or two or a song or a sketch every week that's sort of the centerpiece of the show. And uh, aside from that, it's very uh, kind of improvisational. I'm, I always base uh, a lot of what I do on uh, or talk about on uh, news stories of, of the week. But uh, I have, you know, I, I, first time I went over to England as a grown-up, uh, I went over to the, I went to the BBC and visited somebody who was doing a radio show, 
and I was just stunned because you know they they had a rundown, very very detailed rundown sheet. This is going to happen at nine minutes past two, and this is going to happen at seventeen minutes past two, and there was an engineer and a producer and a director, and it was like this whole big thing just to do a radio, <laughs> a radio show, and I come in with some stuff that I want to talk about and the music I want to play and the sketch or song that I've done that I want to play. But I have no idea what's going to happen when uh, during the hour, and I sort of make it up as I go along. Uh, and with rare exceptions, I don't know what I'm going to say in advance. Uh, if it's something that I think is going to be a little bit touchy and you know might arouse some... Uh, derogatory responses i i will write that down so i'm careful about that but otherwise it's it's totally made up on the spot and assembled on the spot and uh the show tends to have a a, 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 sometimes a pretty regular shape although i'll break that up uh when i want to so um it's not the, uh, it's not radio the way the BBC would be doing it. It's not radio the way the BBC would be doing it. Some people have described Les Show as a satire of NPR type of programs. I can see that, but I also see where that, I mean, that doesn't apply at all because even something like Morning Edition or The Takeaway, they're relying a lot more on sweeteners than, than, than they used to Where This is unfiltered Harry Shearer. Yeah, I mean, some there are some pieces that I do on my show which are flat-out uh, parodies of NPR. You know, I have an alternative public radio network called Continental Public Radio, CPR. Everybody needs that. <laughs> and uh, so there's a, a daily news show on CPR called All in All. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I had pretty, pretty good handles on the original crew uh, of NPR Voices, you know, like Robert Siegel, for example. <laughs> but uh, they've all changed, so I'm having to grow a new crop. Harry Shearer is on the line with us. Harry Shearer, actor, author, musician, impressionist, screenwriter, director, radio personality, as well as bass player Derek Smalls in This is Spinal Tap, and the voice of Mr. Burns and many, many other characters on The Simpsons. Harry Shearer, also the host of Les Show, Les Show, a potpourri of biting satire, probing interviews, comedy sketches, and eclectic music that is heard every week on NPR stations as well as CPR stations, Continental Public Radio stations throughout the U.S. and around the world. It is also available for listening on demand for free in podcast form at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found, as well as harryshearer.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Chuck Harder is also with us. Chuck, you wanted to jump in and ask Harry a couple questions about Spinal Tap. Yeah, I will. Okay. Uh, well, Harry, uh, nice to have you on as well. Thank you. Um, Spinal Tap began on the TV show with Rock and Roll Nightmare, which is a hysterically funny clip with Rob Reiner as Wolfman Jack. Mm -hmm. um, and you were the bass player. Had, had you played bass prior to that, or were you just a guitarist, or what was that? No, I've never touched, I mean, I touched the guitar once and went, these strings are too small for me. They're, nah. they're going to make my fingers bleed. My first wife was a singer, as is my current wife, and I had picked up the bass basically after doing uh, eight years of classical piano instruction. Uh, and I 
really was tired of reading, <laughs> reading music, <laughs> and I wanted to pick up a, an instrument that, you know, was easier to play than classical piano. And my ear had always gone to the bass line as I was listening to music. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm chord-oriented, uh, so the bass line always tells you what chord is at the moment going on. And uh, I just like the sonority of the bass. And so uh, I went out and bought like a, you know, very cheap uh, Japanese uh, plywood bass and uh, learned to play it. My, and my wife, my first wife, was friends with the bass player in Blood, Sweat, and Tears. So oh, he came over and gave me a few lessons, which was good. And then I, I just w would always play, practice around the house. And when she did gigs, I'd be her bass player. And uh, that just sort of led me uh, to be the bass player in Spinal Tap. Beautiful. So you and Chris and Michael uh, got together to make this uh, rockumentary. How did that begin, and working with uh, Rob Reiner? Well, we all friends of Rob's. Uh, we all knew each other. Um, mm -hmm. We, uh, Rob and I produced this TV pilot that you were referring to. Rob was the executive right. producer, I was the producer. And so there was a good reason for uh, Spinal Tap to be in that, because it was a parody of everything on television at the time. And so mm -hmm. there was this show that used to be on late night Friday on NBC called Midnight Special, which had right, box bands right. on it. Mm -hmm. And so Rob didn't play an instrument, but he did a mean Wolfman Jack, who was the host of Midnight Special. So that's how we arrayed in that uh, thing. And then we talked about what else we could do with these guys. And uh, we decided to uh, pitch a, a movie company on... Um, writing a, a, a script, uh, letting us write a script. Uh, they gave us a little money, and, and we sat down to try to write a script about this band on the road. And after about two or three days, we looked at each other and said, no one is going to be able to read this and know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, let's go take the money they're paying us and make a demo of it, make a 20-minute demo, and that's what we did. Right. So we were all together making a 20-minute uh, piece, which was done in the style of the movie and which had a lot of the jokes and many, if not most of the songs, you know, little snippets of them in this as a sampler. And we went around, I think all four of us together, to uh, all the major studios to show this to them. And they all, when the lights came back up, they all uh, registered the same kind of blank stare. <laughs> uh, like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Well, it would, it would be a feature film. Well, rock and roll movies don't make any money was the literal answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, so we, we were 0 for 5 with the major studios. And then, fortunately, Rob had known Norman Lear from his time on All in the Family, the TV series that he was in in the 70s. And Norman, at one little particular point in his life, became the head of a, of a minor studio called Embassy Pictures, a co-head with a, a former fight promoter called Jerry Parencio. And uh, Norman greenlit uh, the movie, otherwise it would never have been made. And Jerry Parencio disliked the movie so much that he said, Norman was gone by this time, and Jerry said, if the first two critics who see it don't like it, it's never coming out. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
on such thin threads is history made. It is, and and you know it's it's funny, Harry. When you all were filming the movie, I was working at the Troubadour as an audio engineer. I knew all the hard rock bands in town, and there was rumors around these comedian guys are shooting some sort of heavy metal comedy, and most of the real bands were all like, "Dude, that's awesome!" You know, they were not thinking it was silly or anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the film got made. And then there was the album, which, by the way, holds up incredibly well, not only as a, a funny songs, but the production, the mixing, the playing, everything on that sounds fresh today. Mm, and and uh, was, who did you three all play on that with a drummer? Was there any guest players or was it just the band? It was uh, just the band. Uh the keyboard player was a guy who left before we filmed the movie. Um, we recorded it, of course, before the, we made the film. But it was uh, Chris, Michael, me, the keyboard player, and, and the guy who was the drummer in the film, Rick Parnell. Um, and it was a little studio. It was mainly used for recording commercials, but uh, I think we got a deal on it, <laughs> uh, which we sorely needed given our, our production budget. Uh, believe me, you cut corners when you have a low budget. Just ask Alec Baldwin. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so uh, that was where we recorded, we, and we all played and, and sang, you know, on it. There were, there were no ringers on that. Well, yeah, no, it's fabulous. And um, Spinal Tap played the music machine on Pico in Santa Monica, and I was there, and it was packed. And I believe your wife was on keyboards. And it was great. I mean, the band rocked. It was funny, certainly, but it was just as good as any hard rock bands around. Well, here's the thing. We, we never felt that uh, playing music badly was funny. Uh, I mean, you have to, that's a whole other thing. Um, and uh, if you do it wrong, it's, it's very easy to play music badly wrong. Uh, right. Where it's just boring and stop, please stop that, uh, rather than entertaining and funny. So the lyrics are are the funny stuff, and our behavior, our antics are funny. But we we were really serious about making it, you know, halfway decent music. A because that's fun to play, and B because it's it's more enjoyable to listen to than than you know. Uh, there are a couple of examples in in my music library of of really really skilled musicians playing deliberately badly uh and it works and it's funny but aside from that it's really hard it's a hard thing to, to be entertaining and, and bad you people you know you just want to turn it off and see well, yeah and that's what i always thought the band was rocking out real and like you said it was the annex or the head shaking or the funny lyrics that really was the comedy yeah and also one other thing you know to make the movie believable this was a band that had, had clung by its fingertips to uh, continuing to exist in the rock and roll world for 17 or 18 years by that point. And that has to be halfway decent music to even believe that that band could survive, you know, more than a week and a half. So that was another motivation for making it, you know, as I say, halfway decent music. Which goes back to the point of satire. You have to understand the form of what you're satire, uh, you know, uh, uh, satirizing in order for it to be effective and authentic and funny. Yes. 
I mean, it, you you have to be kind of on the nose with it um, and and nail it uh, for for what it is first, and then put your layer of of uh, irony or comedy about uh, about it on top for my money and for uh, Mike's and Chris's and Rob's too. Harry Shearer is on the line with us. Harry Shearer, the voice of Mr. Burns and many other characters on The Simpsons and the actor known around the world as bass player Derek Smalls on Spinal Tap. Harry will be back next week, part two of our conversation. We'll talk some more about the backstory of Spinal Tap. We will also ask Harry about his process for developing the many voice characters he creates, as well as how long it takes to rehearse a voice before Harry is ready to perform it. All that more when we play part two of our conversation with Harry Shearer next week on TV Confidential. In the meantime, Harry Shearer is the host of Lay Show, Lay Show a potpourri of biting satire, probing interviews, comedy sketches, and eclectic music that is heard every week on many NPR stations and CPR stations throughout the U.S. and around the world. Lay Show, also available for listening on demand through iTunes, Spotify, wherever else you find podcasts, as well as harryshearer.com. To learn more about Chuck Harder's latest project, go to lilaleadsbook.com, lilaleads, L-E. E-D-S, Lila Leeds Book.com. We'll take a quick time out, then we will welcome actor Tony Winters. We come back on TV Confidential. One more item. If you love Ella Fitzgerald, our friend Jeffrey Mark celebrates the music of the First Lady of Song every week on Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella. You can hear Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.